0: Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio, where we'll talk about news, education, and opportunities for small businesses on the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street and in Washington, DC. I'm Michelle Yancey. And I'm Kyle Todd. Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. We've got some uh, great business information today um
1: before we get to all that ron how you doing today hey kyle uh good to be with you again this week um all is well on this end good what, good. what about yourself how you doing we're we're doing well it is um
0: it is warming up outside saw the first uh, set of crocuses which are always a sign of spring to me so i'm thrilled about that i i I hear Rita's Ice Cream is is going to be opening soon, if they aren't already. Um, And you can't get more spring-like than uh, than Rita's opening for the season.
1: Absolutely. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Real quick, uh, give a shout-out to our sponsors, the Department of Small and Local Business Development and the Department of Housing and Community Development. It's their grant dollars to us that not only help us produce this show, but uh, allows us to provide grants and, and support to small businesses up and down the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street Corridor and the Bladensburg Road Northeast Main Street Corridor. Um, and so we are always thankful to DHCD and DSLBD. And uh, about this time of year, I like to remind everybody that it is budget season. Um, so if uh, if you are supportive of Main Street programs, uh, and the work that we do to help small businesses, um, be sure and let your council members know and, and, and the mayor's office and, and let them know how important it is to you to see small business support, uh, continue throughout this upcoming year and hopefully well into years in the future. But, uh, it is, it is your, your Right and responsibility as a citizen of the District of Columbia to be able to speak up on behalf of, um, supporting small businesses, uh, in this budget season. So, so let those agencies, um, have your support, um, through your council member, through the mayor's office. It is, is agencies like, um, the Department of Small and Local Business Development and the Department of Housing and Community Development and our guest today, Department, uh, excuse me, the De- Deputy Mayor for Planning and Economic <laughs> Development. All these agencies help small businesses and, uh, and that's actually what we're gonna be talking about today uh, is some agency assistance to small businesses. Ron, I know um, small businesses like Studio 202 um, have, have really been hit by COVID. What, what does
1: access to these grants mean to you? Oh man, it's been, um, really a lifeline, right? Um, we were fortunate enough to, um, receive a a grant last year from the city. Um, and we recently applied, um, under the entertainment, um, category. Um, so, you know, that's been really, super supportive in allowing us to sustain and uh, to maintain um, our employees. And so we're grateful for all that the city and Mayor Bowser and Dimped and um, is doing to uh, assist businesses during this, during this hard time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you were able
0: to, to get uh, some assistance and I know businesses across the district are, are just as happy. Uh, to have gotten assistance in the past. And now there is a, uh, there is quite a comprehensive program out there now, um, called, uh, the DC Local Equity Access and Preservation Funds, or the acronym is DC LEAF. And, uh, so it's a big one and it's complex, complex one, uh, with, with lots of moving parts. And so, uh, we are, very happy to welcome today, once again, Miss um, uh, Stephanie Thomas from from DIMPED, the De- Deputy Mayor's Office for Planning and Economic Development. Stephanie is the Director of Great Streets and Retail. And uh, gosh, Stephanie, welcome back to the show again.
2: Thank you. It's so much, it's like a great pleasure to come back and join you, Kyle and Ron. So thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for taking this time. So, D.C. Leaf, it is, uh, what, a little over $5 million funding opportunity? Absolutely. Let's break it down. Talk to us about it, please.
2: Certainly. So, a little bit further background, right? The Office of the Deputy Mayor for Planning and Economic Development, (Demped) we assist the mayor in coordinating, planning, and supervising, and executing Um, economic development efforts in the District of Columbia. And it's certainly with the goal of creating and preserving affordable housing, creating jobs, increasing our tax revenue, right? But we also pursue policies and programs that create strong neighborhoods and expand and diversify the local economy and provide residents with a pathway to the neighborhoods. Um, As you guys know, in April of 2020, we're almost a year into this, um, Mayor Bowser charged DemPED with leading the district economic recovery team. And that's an interagency effort that coordinates uh, new programs and strategies. And they're to be implemented over a short, intermediate and long term um, to support our recovery. One of these um, initiatives and intervention is indeed DC LEAF, And as you uh, highlighted, it is a $5.185 million funding opportunity, competitive funding opportunity um, that will support um, our continued effort to move our real estate uh, development portfolio forward in ways that strengthen our communities and underserved areas and to leverage um, our economic development tools to bring fresh food and community, ser- uh, community services and retail and affordable housing and jobs and recreational spaces to the district. So under the uh, DC LEAP, are three uh, separate funding solicitations. The first one being the FY 2021 um, Neighborhood Prosperity Fund, which is $3.185 million. And that opportunity um, is, uh, is paired up, well, not paired up, but also on a party to the FY21 Nourish DC Fund, which is a million dollars, as well as the FY 2021 Locally Made Manufacturing Grant Program. And of all the programs, I sort of want to start with um, the one with the Nurse DC Fund because that one actually is around providing um, a robust ecosystem of locally owned small food businesses. And this opportunity is really for fund managers. So this is the person who will be or the entity that will be providing uh, flexible loans and catalytic grants and technical assistance to the locally small uh, food businesses here in the district. So this is That opportunity is much more slated towards a um, qualified community development financial institution, a CDFI, um, and or community-based nonprofit organization. However, Neighborhood Prosperity Fund and the um, new DC Locally Made Manufacturing Grant is specifically targeted at supporting our small business um, community and ecosystem. So I'll share a little bit about um, Neighborhood Prosperity Fund first and then um, the locally made. So, Neighborhood Prosperity Fund is a familiar program. It's been um, with the district for several years, and it's the investment through uh, Neighborhood Prosperity Fund or NPF, I use those in, uh, interchangeably, has really helped to uh, transform communities all across the district. And, Neighborhood Prosperity Fund incentivizes community development, it incentivizes economic growth and job creation by leveraging local dollars to provide uh, financing for real estate projects that attract private investment into distressed communities. And for this funding round, there were uh, three actual uh, funding parties, one that has always sort of been a part of the MPF um, program, as well as two new ones. So for FY21, Neighborhood Prosperity Fund um, has identified economic growth and employment, which has always been a part of our program. And we will support um, projects that fill the gap in non-residential components of mixed-use projects or commercial development projects that are in targeted census tracts that have greater than 10% um, unemployment. The second um, area of funding for us is around food access and uh, security. And we know that the district has um, ha- uh, actually released a, its food access and food security in the District of Columbia um, responding to COVID-19 um, public health emergency report that outlined the current state of food security in the district. And food insecurity is a chronic condition that existed um, before the onset of the public health emergency when there was about 10.6 percent of our residents were food insecure wow that's an an incredible number that's an incredible number but what we've also learned um, is that COVID-19 has exacerbated that food insecurity and it is and we are now about 16 percent of our residents are food insecure and that number is even higher when you are thinking about vulnerable populations and that includes the elderly, children, undocumented individuals and those um, unhoused individuals our residents that are experiencing homelessness. So as part of the mayor's continued commitment to address these issues, um, we will fund projects whose activities uh, will provide healthy food related goods and services in the community um, and in those communities that have the indicators for interventions that are necessary to help improve food access and reduce food insecurity. So some of those are like lack of access to healthy food options. Um, it, there's a pattern of unhealthy food consumption, um, that there's suffering from poor um, health indicators such as high rates of obesity, and diabetes, um, diet-related chronic disease, um, that there's a high concentrations of uh, persons who are participating in food assistance programs such as SNAP or, um, women, uh, WIC, Women, Infant and Children's Food Packages. All uh, that, there's really just a demonstrated indication for the need of significant food intervention. And the final priority for us, uh, under this round for Neighborhood Prosperity Fund is healthcare equity. And certainly, healthcare, uh, could not be any more to the forefront and what the COVID pandemic, uh, nineteen pandemic has um, levied on this nation, and certainly on um, in the district. And with this, we recognize that um, the mayor's inaugural health equity report that came out in twenty eighteen had actually set up a baseline for uh, what our health equity and opportunities were here in the District of Columbia. And in the report, there were. Uh, the community health was explored through the lenses of nine key drivers, and one of those drivers was medical care, which was driver seven. And it indicated that major investments have been made over the, the past decade that pro- provided primary care services and that we had supply and availability um, that would meet the uh, resident population. But there were still some gaps in specialty services and um, within urgent care. So under this round, DEMPAD is seeking to fund projects. These are real estate development projects um, whose activities will provide investment in healthcare infrastructure, which includes the construction, the renovation, the expansion of an upcoming healthcare center. And that center and project would serve low-income people and communities that are lacking um, access to affordable healthcare. But we specifically also... Um, highlighted that there's a need for access to quality maternity care and we know that maternal health care is an important component of positive birth outcomes and we although um, there are maternal health deserts um across the uh the nation the district isn't one of them so that's that's great however we do have um some lack of services or barriers that uh, are in particular communities, um, particularly in Ward 7 and 8, that are lagging behind uh, the rest of the district. So the other part of this is that we want not only the provision of affordable health care, but really looking at urgent care or maternal health care um, uh, services under Neighborhood Prosperity Fund. So the question is who's eligible. If you are a 501c3 nonprofit corporation, a joint venture, a partnership, Cooperative limited liability type of companies, corporations, or your for or nonprofit developer, you are eligible to apply for the Neighborhood Prosperity Fund. And those projects have to um, either um, be mixed use or uh, and or commercial portion only, which is the commercial portion only. That's the only one part that we 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 fund under Neighborhood Prosperity Fund, or straight away um, commercial um, development that is retail, office, or special purpose development. And all these things are outlined in the RFA, which could be found on demped.dc.gov. This is a really exciting opportunity because we are addressing our economic health, employment, food access, food security, and healthcare equity. So this is pretty exciting for um, Neighborhood Prosperity Fund. Um, I'll jump over to um, a new program, which we are very excited at Denpet about, which is our um, 2021, FY 2021, Locally Made Manufacturing Grant. And this is a $1 million funding opportunity and Locally Made incentivizes and bolsters the Great Streets Initiative to grow the district's local uh, small business economy and bolster neighborhoods that have inadequate Access to retail opportunities, and this grant is um, amazing because we're looking to incentivize light manufacturing here in the District of Columbia. And the purpose of just taking a step back of the Great Streets Initiative is really to transform uh, certain designated quarters, commercial corridors that are legislatively prescribed They're and written as uh, retail priority areas, but we affectionately know them as the Great Street Quarters. And we wanna create walkable, shoppable, inviting neighborhood experiences. And we have 13 quarters um, across the district in every single ward. And what we're looking to do in, in, in um, continuing to strengthen and move forward the great, the great levels of investment that Great Streets has had here in the district um, is to really double down and say, listen, we believe that the in- industrial sector can and will flourish here in the district. Uh, we know that it can increase employment opportunities for local residents. We believe in the opportunity for light manufacturing that can provide um, economic stability and mitigate light and, and add vibrancy to our designated quarters. So we're incentivizing the development of a single tenant building. Um, that can accommodate small manufacturing concerns, or a multi-tenant building that can provide accommodations for manufacturing um, for sort of post-incubator and or emerging growth companies that are engaged in consumer goods um, and or some sort of durable good production. And so, Stephanie, what does that really mean for consumer goods? We're really talking about a good that is immediately consumed in one use or has a lifespan of less than three years. So you could think about cosmetics or cleaning products, uh, beer, spirits, uh, house, some household items, paper products, uh, textiles, clothing, footwear, and of course we are very familiar with PPE, our uh, personal protective equipment. And for durable goods, we're really talking about uh, small home appliances, consumer electronics, furniture. Uh, sports equipment and children's um, um, uh, toys. So, <laughs> right now, I had to think about what do children play with? They play with toys. Um, so where where are we in terms of our funding priorities? So, for this particular opportunity, there's two things that really stand out. One that you have to be um, in a Great Street corridor. So, the project must be within a Great Street corridor. Either you're existing there and planning to expand, and utilize the funds um for capital or tenant improvements of the commercial property that does have a designated industrial use or you've identified a space and have what we call site control that you do have um either a deed or um a lease agreement or some other um, type of instrument that conveys rights for you to be able to access occupy and develop that space and again it is um, those areas of site control both for neighborhood prosperity fund and for locally main uh, manufacturing grant is outlined in the RFA. So that's one, and number two, you have to be, um, we're investing in our small businesses. So you need to check the box that you're a local business enterprise eligible entity, that you have core operations that align with small and medium like manufacturing concerns of these fast consumer goods, which we again, we gave some examples earlier, but you know, dry goods, processed food, beverages, Things to that effect, um, that you currently operate or will operate in the designated um, Gray Street Corridor, that you will maintain and or create new jobs, particularly with a commitment for district residents, that you will serve or may serve as a community anchor, um, and that you also by your presence can support the existing retailers or the designated uh, corridor economic vitality. By attracting um, new people to the community, consumers, visitors uh, to this space. So who is eligible? Well, you got to be an existing small business whose core um, business operations do, does align with light manufacturing and you're located either within or plan to move within a Great Street Corridor. Um, this grant is again a million dollars. If you were previously awarded under Great Streets and have received um, a total of $150,000 or more in funding from Great Streets or the H Streets program, you're not eligible for the locally made manufacturing grant. Um, Your project has to be within the statutory boundaries um, of the legislatively prescribed retail priority areas or the Great Street corridors, and your space can be up to 60000 square square. Um, for which we would be looking at um, providing um, investment through this grant for its development. So that's really the top level for uh, Neighborhood Prosperity Fund, as well as the locally named Manufacturing Grant. Um, as I said, Kyle, we are excited about um, all of these programs that are underneath the new DC Leaf. Um, And specifically for these two opportunities that offer developers or maybe even developers paired up with um, small business interests to develop out of space and create um, opportunities for local businesses to be in place and to operate under those funding priorities. And for those small businesses that are manufacturing, that they don't have to go across state lines in order to find a space and a location that can help them to continue to produce um, their wares and their goods that we here in the district love and enjoy and be able to give them space here and an opportunity to grow right here in the district. Yeah, and
0: that's huge to to keep everybody here in the district. I, um, you know, is, is, uh, commercial rental spaces have increased um, so in some of our uh, industrial spaces are becoming uh, more popular. Uh, mm-hmm. I know it's I know it's harder to to make ends meet sometimes, but uh, this is exactly the type of, of program that is so important, uh, particularly to these small manufacturers. I mean, you know, when I when I think about uh, like Zeke's Coffee, you know, they yeah. they are a perfect example of a small manufacturer here in D.C. Yes. Uh, and they're a, a district favorite. And the last thing we want to do is lose them to uh, across the border into Maryland.
2: <laughs> yes, we, we, we certainly, um, you know, we, we love our friends across the border. But we would like to keep our our, our, <laughs> our great businesses right here in, within our own um um, boundaries and borders and I also want to share with your um, listening audience that the applications opened on Friday February 12th and they do close on Monday March 15th at 4 p.m so if there is any interest that the first time maybe someone is hearing about it or they might be you know hearing about it uh, for a second time and they're like wait a second you know what this really does sound interesting. There's only a couple of days left, so we want to make sure you remember that there's a hard stop to this application. The deadline is on March 15th at 4 p.m. Eastern time.
0: And that is for any of these three aspects of of the D.C. LEAF program. Correct.
2: That is for Neighborhood Prosperity Fund, Nourish D.C., and Locally Made Managed.
0: Well, so let's, let's go back to Nourish D.C., um, because, you know, of course, food insecurity is, uh, I, I recognize that I have an incredibly privileged life, that that is not something I have to worry about. But as you pointed out, so many people here in DC do. Um, what, what do you see as, uh, some really good program ideas for that grant?
2: So under the the Nurse DC, um, is really focused around the fund managers. So this is an entity whose um, expertise, um, and has the, uh, the bandwidth to move into this space to help emerging and existing, um, locally owned small, uh, food businesses in the district. And this is also very much guided, um. With the twenty uh, twenty food uh, DC food access and food security report that I referenced earlier on the Neighborhood Prosperity Fund, um, as well as the Health Equity Report, um, so an entity that would be, I think, um, a, a, a great applicant is one who has a track record of working with small businesses, helping them to um, meet the the I want to say level up right so. There's always these stages from being very nascent to sort of getting into um, a more stabilized business model where you you know that your assumptions that you've made are accurate and that you're functioning at a a certain level and then going to the next level from there. Um, That they have a track record in in doing that and being able to support new businesses in particular. Um, You know, the, the adage is you are what you eat is very true. Your health is definitely a reflection of what you're able to consume um, and the the quality of what you're able to consume. And we certainly are, I think we're sitting in 2021 and even in the midst of a pandemic, it's heartbreaking to think that we have members of our communities, our own district residents, that are struggling in this And if we can, which we are, dedicating um, local dollars to invest in ways to solve and to allow people to have a healthy meal.
1: -hmm.
2: A healthy meal. It should not be uh, a goal of I hope one day I can have it's something yeah. that everyone should have access to. So that the, the ability for Nourish DC and this um, prospective fund manager to help get our businesses into a position where they can meet these needs. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a, I think it's an incredible... much as I work for um, DEMPAD, but I am a district resident. It's a great way to see our district dollars, my tax dollars being used.
1: Absolutely, yeah. This 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 is awesome, and I have a just a quick follow up question on this. Do you have any idea um, how the fund managers like what the range of these sub grants, or you know, what that would sort of look like, or is this the kind of thing where they would you know commission a local chef, for example, to prepare X number of meals over whatever time frame, and they kind of cover those costs? I'm just sort of wondering how the flow will sort of, you know, get directly to, you know, the local creatives.
2: Certainly. Um, so under Nourish DC, I think the objective here is to not have a sort of one and done, but have the, the fund manager have the ability, the propensity to um, leverage private dollars here so that we can provide additional um, financial support. The the range of the those grants or the those funding um, uh, mechanisms that are uh, will be implemented, um, I think, really does depend on um, the capacity and the the bandwidth of the um, prospective fund manager um, and how they I- identify the program um, being able to meet its objectives. So I don't the district. It has sort of laid out in the RFA what um, they believe are the elements of a uh, strong candidate for this particular grant um, and ultimately how they envision they, um, their, their proposal. We'll, tell, we'll share with us how they envision um, being able to support this objective.
1: Okay, I have a quick follow-up to that. Uh, thank you for your, for your clarification. Do you you envision or does Demphead envision that they'll sort of be one, you know, manager of the funds? Or do you expect multiple applications and potentially you can award a portion of the million to different organizations?
2: Um, I think the um, intention is to identify a fund manager. Um, But again, Demphead always reserves um, in their request for application, the ability to award more than one if they have deemed it necessary and appropriate, and it will meet the objectives and priorities that have been set forth for um, the particular grant.
0: Gotcha. So this is not the first time that that type of, of grant format has gone out. Am I, am I imagining that? With
2: the... <laughs> so actually, um, it, it actually been, may be a little bit more cutting edge than some of the ones that have come before. I've been very, So for the Nourish DC Fund, um, my colleague, Katie Littman, and um, Ona Val- Baucus from um, the Office of Planning have been taking lead on this initiative. Um, and uh, Providing um, sort of the outline of parameters and, and uh, the goals that they um, hope to see occur um, and supporting um in, DEMPEN in, in moving forward this grant. Um, I know that there have been other opportunities that have touched different areas of the uh, food ecosystem or sub uh, ecosystem um, and With that this there been I know um, this is a big step, um, a really big step uh, for the district in, in saying okay a million dollars to support the building out um, and really tar- not uh, targeted um, funding for the places that we know that we may have touched in the past um, but needed a little bit more support. Or areas that we're like, you know what? This is this is how this approach can actually change this, this entire um, situation in, in the district.
0: Right, um, and and glancing over at the neighborhood prosperity fund um, part of this mm-hmm. project, the the biggest piece of the pie, um, the this is this is straight out uh development for the betterment of the community right um, yes yep and uh this is uh mixed use type of type of developments um and if i'm if i remember correctly i or uh as you said special purpose developments uh, like health or medical facilities um and there are specific boundaries uh, where where these projects can take place?
2: Yes. So we, um, the eligible projects do include the commercial portion of the mixed use, as you mentioned, as well as um, straightaway just uh, commercial um, development um, projects. And we did define special purpose projects. We utilize the Small Business Administration's um, definition of a special purpose property is one that, uh, is appropriate for, uh, one use or limited use, um, and that the building could not easily be converted without a large capital investment. And we specifically call that urgent care and those, um, healthcare medical facilities that provide maternal health care. Um, your, the second part of your question is around, where's the boundary? So for neighborhood prosperity fund. The project has to be located within a census tract that has 10% or more unemployment. And the way that you can check if a project qualifies is to go to demped.dc.gov and there is um, a tab that says corridor maps and there's a map for rate Streets and there's a map for Neighborhood Prosperity Fund. An applicant would go ahead and put in the address for um, the project for Neighborhood Prosperity Fund and the map will come back with the range of um, unemployment that is uh, in that particular census track. So it's not based on the corridor. It's literally the census track in which uh, where the project is um, going to be located and developed. Um, if it is outside of that census track, that's great as the project may be, we cannot um, fund um, that project. My statute, you wouldn't be able to
0: do so. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, that makes perfect sense uh, to put it where it's needed most. Um, mm-hmm. I, are you expecting some some pretty robust applications uh, for for these projects?
2: I hope so. I hope so. Um, as the program administrator, um, particularly over neighborhood prosperity fund and um, the uh, DC locally made manufacturing grant. Is, you know, there's, there's still a little uh, arm's length that I uh, have to have with prospective applicants. And but what I'm hearing, um, some of the feedback is folks are excited about uh, the neighborhood Prosperity Fund. They're excited about the local manufacturing and that they can see opportunity. They can see hope. And in these times in particular, like, we need that. We, I, want, I want businesses, I want developers to see that they're right here. The district is committed to seeing them grow and seeing communities yeah. thrive and transform. That is the, that is at the heart of this work. Um, I tell folks all the time, you hear government, um, and particularly, you know, I talk about um, my, my colleagues at, at Dempet. We are people who are just have a heart to see businesses thrive, see communities thrive, to see projects that go up and help to just add to the vibrancy of this great city. Like we are, when I tell you that I'm very excited, proud, humble to work with such an amazing team of individuals um, who are all trying to work together and make it happen and be a support system. I'm proud and then to be under this administration yeah, it, it's we're, it, it's great. And I think it shows up in the way that these opportunities are being uh, crafted, designed, and executed.
0: Well, I mean, I think that uh, the pandemic has, to say it's been brutal to small businesses is, is an understatement. But uh, the the District of Columbia... Uh, has has really stepped up and done its best to support small businesses and and locally made, uh, made in DC type businesses uh, from from day one. Even even though uh, great sacrifices have had to be made in in the form of closures for for the safety of everyone and and everybody. Yeah. I think here in DC agrees that you know with the the most important thing is has been to keep people safe from from covid and i think that uh, the the fact that the district has been there uh from from day one trying to help businesses i know you know at least down here at the main streets level we we uh we've worked uh 10 12 hour days just to just to try to get assistance out the door to businesses and, until we had no more assistance left to give. Uh, and um, I'm, I'm thrilled that the District of Columbia and DIMPED and, and the other agencies that, that provide small business support services are, are, are coming out with, with more projects like these to, to be able to help keep the economy alive uh, as, as we're in this recovery process. I'm feeling good about, you know, this this next year ahead of us with vaccines in our arms and and all of this investment by D.C. Um, Ron, I know you've got to be making some big plans.
1: Yeah, man, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, we can just hold on and, and get through all the uh, public health steps that the scientists and the data is driving us towards, and uh, people just sort of have a little bit more patience until we can get on the other side of this. Absolutely. But being able to open our doors back up and, and, and have a yeah, I mean, of I, of, I of participants and and, and kudos, creatives to, coming through is going to be amazing.
0: Kudos to uh everybody at Studio 202 for you know setting us up so that we can do these recordings remotely and safely. Um, although. Stephanie, I miss seeing your face in the studio, um, but we'll get that, <laughs> we'll get you caught up on that uh, eventually. Um, and uh, Stephanie, if you wouldn't mind one more time uh, telling folks where they can find out more information about the DC LEAF program.
2: Absolutely. So you can visit DemPED's website at d c Dot gov to learn more about the DC LEAF Fund um, and programs, the different solicitations that are underneath it. And right on the front page, uh, you will see on our carousel it'll say DC Leaf and all the information which includes um, access to the presentations from the information sessions that were held in February as well as the links to the application itself. Um, and ways to contact um, DEMPED for information is listed there. For any questions regarding the um, any of the solicitations, they should be directed to DEMPED.grants at dc.gov. So D-M-P-E-D dot grants, G-R-A-N-T-S at dc.gov. Um, and we'll certainly respond back as quickly as possible. And again, we're, we... hopeful that we have a lot of responses to these solicitations as as uh, was elevated before certainly the Nurse DC fund has been a top priority for the DC Food Policy Council Um, and more important that well as importantly I would say is the DC leaf is really about equitable recovery that we're investing in our small businesses we're investing in our communities and we it, it, there's no other time than now um, where this investment will even be more catalytic because of the amount of pain and hurt that we've suffered as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. So learn more about it there. Um, certainly you can learn more about Great Streets at greatstreets.dc.gov. And again, we just excited, just excited about these three things.
0: Well, and this is um, an opportunity, if you don't mind, for me to plug Main Street's assistance on this. Um, If you are a small business or a business that's interested in applying for one of these grants um, through DEMPED, and you are uh, a member of a Main Street corridor uh, like Rhode Island Avenue Northeast or Bladensburg Road Northeast or any of the other, I think now, 26 Main Street programs in D.C., um, we, we have resources to help you with your application process. Uh, so don't hesitate to reach out to your local Main Street director. Uh, if you are not sure if you're in a Main Street, you can visit um, the Department of Small and Local Business Development's website, dslbd.dc.gov, and check under Neighborhood Revitalizations. And you'll see a list of all the different Main Street programs, um, check and see if you're a member of one if you don't already know, um, but I, I bet you do already know if you're a member of a Main Street program, uh, and, and we are standing by to offer assistance in helping um, complete these applications. I know, uh, Stephanie, the, the DEMPAD applications have gotten easier and easier as the years have gone by, um, but uh, for, for some small business owners, they can be intimidating even if they were uh, the most uh, simple applications. Um, So we're around to help. Uh, Give your Main Street director a call and and we'll see if we can help you with the application process because you do not want to miss out on these grants if you uh, qualify for them. Uh, And on that note, Stephanie, thank you so much for once again giving us some of your time. Uh, We're gonna get this information out the door as quickly as possible. Like you pointed out the deadline for the application is march 15th we will be here before you know it um so we'll look forward to um hearing about all the fantastic projects that are going to come out of this all right well thank you stephanie awesome. uh,
1: thank you stephanie
0: thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of rhode island avenue radio uh and we will uh we'll see you all next week
1: bye-bye all right thank you Kyle.